Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Transit Lounge podcast. Now, if this sounds a bit weird audio-wise, I apologize for that. I am currently at some good friends' house. We've been staying with them for a long weekend and for the Easter break, and I didn't get a chance to record this episode before we left. And so I've just literally, I'm in one of the spare bedrooms downstairs, so I hope it sounds okay audio-wise. But thank you for being here and, and listening, and I look forward to seeing what comes up as you listen to this episode because it's interesting because I uh, put you know a little bit of thought in and some pre-planning to the topic for this week and there's been things that have come up since then even just in the last couple of days that have really linked to this concept that I want to be sharing with you because in this episode I am going to be asking you to do something that might make you a little bit uncomfortable. I know that it definitely makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, maybe a little bit less so now than when I was you know, working full-time a few years ago, but still this thing is definitely not my natural instinct or kind of default go-to response. So today's episode is about one thing that you probably need to do to get unstuck. If you're feeling like you've been spinning your wheels on something for a little while and not feeling like you're making any progress, maybe you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with just all the stuff that's on your to-do list and swimming around in your head. Maybe there's lots of different things that are going on and you know, just even trying to figure out what you should be focusing on. Because I'm going to hazard a guess that if you're listening to this podcast, then you're probably someone who is a bit of a doer, a get things done kind of person. And being someone who fits that bill myself, what I know can often come with that territory is a tendency to want to just do things yourself. And it's so annoying as a habit sometimes. And I don't even know if it's a conscious thing I feel like maybe it just shows up as you being someone who's busy and under the pump all the time. And this is the default way to go. And you know what, what I've realized for myself, this might be true for you or or might not be, but what I've realized for myself is that partly why I think I keep doing this or avoiding this actually, is that sometimes it feels really good to just be you know, under the pump and busy all the time and getting stuff done. And I know that part of what really fed my work addiction and maybe still does a little bit now was that adrenaline of being busy, of feeling like I had all the answers and well, I totally did not have all the answers, but sometimes it felt that way that I was in a role I was experienced in. I knew that pretty much no matter what people were um, challenged by or dealing with, I'd be able to give them some guidance and direction, 
draw on my experience. But that feeling of like being some sort of ninja machine of just getting shit done and ticking things off the list and being in the zone and on fire is great until that that burst, that run of clarity and feeling focused and productive just seems to run out of steam. And then when that happens, you're just running on empty, trying to push, push, push to get back to that feeling of productivity and clarity, trying to push to just make things happen. But actually, even in that zone, you're still feeling like you're getting nowhere, even though you do feel like you're just going flat out. And when that happens, that does not feel good. And others are so used to you being someone who's just all over it, who's getting all the stuff done, that often others don't seem to notice when you're maybe on the edge of drowning a little bit. And it doesn't occur to them that you need anything because you're generally so self-efficient and just onto it. And of course, you being the super high achiever type, you don't necessarily really want to admit to yourself, let alone to anybody else, that you're not coping that well or that you might need or want some help. And that's the thing that I want to encourage you to do. Ask for help in little ways or big ways or any way that you potentially can, that's what this week's episode is about because that's probably the thing that you need or would benefit from. That's probably the thing that would make the biggest difference and impact to how you're feeling and how things are going for you right now because I have been and sometimes I still am a bit of a shocker at this and I don't really understand why, like what the driver is of it. And if I do think about it intellectually, it's probably, you know, part of the work ethic that I picked up from my dad definitely would have influenced this. But again, seriously, you can get to the point where I haven't lived at home with my dad or for since I was 17. So that's almost 30 years ago. So you would think that, you know, as a mature, reasonably responsible adult, that I would have gotten past that, you know, impression that, you know, maybe they say as a seven-year-old that once you're, what you've experienced by then in your life kind of locks in. And, you know, when I was that age, my memories of dad was that he was, I would see him leave for work super early uh, if I was up and he wouldn't get home until late. Like it was, I remember or feel like it was after dark when he used to get home. And he had to be called, you know, when he was home multiple times to come for dinner and all of those things that I feel like, oh, I can recognize a lot of this, a lot of these similarities with myself and my memories of my dad. Anyway, the thing is that you can know this stuff intellectually, but that doesn't magically mean that it goes away, unfortunately. And I remember when I was struggling, I was at... Nova at one of the points that I was with Nova and not coping and feeling stressed and confused and overwhelmed and not really like I had anyone to talk to. And so I, I went and I spoke with someone as an employee support service. And I remember having these discussions about what I'd learned from dad about how he was working. And I remember challenging the counselor saying, well, if I know this, then why do I keep doing it? And that's probably a whole nother episode. But even now, still, I 
can understand and I'm much better than I have been. But I still can see it come up in my work life and my home life, that feeling of I need to do it all, I need to handle it all myself. And a absolutely classic recent example was that Mick and I uh, a little while ago bought, we were having this crazy moment of abundance and um, wanting to be property moguls and we bought a, a brand new apartment off the plan in Sydney and we told ourselves then that the, we would sell the house we were living in at that point and move into the apartment and be fresh and clean and new and and that the part of the long-term goal would be it'd be a great Sydney place for us to stay when we're living our geo-flexible uh, life where we you know live or base ourselves wherever we want to chasing the warm weather anyway time has ticked on since then and just recently that apartment has been finished and so we've settled and we've now got the keys and all of that and on our very first walkthrough of the apartment we realized that the reality was that we just couldn't really see ourselves living in it uh, full-time or permanently just yet we basically have just got too much stuff Mick's got too many motorbikes and I've got too many books was our high level um, decision. So we decided that the backup plan was that we decided to set it up as a short stay furnished apartment and so that when that we are ready to um, do the geo-flexible thing or move in, it's pretty much set up and ready to go. And we also decided to sell another property that we've owned for a while that's not really doing anything and just, you know, to streamline and simplify a few things. Now, each of these decisions and projects individually are not really that big a deal. You know, it happens all the time. Except when you start going through all the little details, the little actions and tasks that have to be done to make all of this stuff happen. And for some reason, I was just running with all the lists and all the calls and all the things and trying to squeeze all everything in between a lot of work travel and different projects and everything else that's just going on work wise and home wise and for a while it was all good and I know I had that little buzz of like oh this is exciting there's things happening and projects on the go and I'd be making the calls and sending the emails and filling out the forms and all of that and then it just started snowballing a little bit and I was particularly busy with work and I wasn't really keeping on top of it at all you know things for the apartment and setting it up um, with a getting it furnished and all of that and then also with the sale of the other property they were just not getting done as quickly as I wanted to and I was hitting roadblocks and issues with the NBN connection for the apartment that weren't simple and I didn't really have any time available during standard work hours because I was working so much and then I just got to this point where I was feeling it all on top of me and trying to chip away and chip away. And then I realized, why was I doing it all? Why wasn't I asking for help? Mick was right there. And yes, he has his business and he's busy too. But why was I just running with the assumption that it was all on my plate and it was all my responsibility that I'd just pick up all these extra projects and paperwork and coordinating things with property managers and agents and NBN and electricity and blah, 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 blah. And literally I had that moment of realization and I had one conversation where I asked for help. And of course, Mick was totally happy and totally capable 
to take a few things on that made sense for him to help with and to get it happening. And I just couldn't believe it had taken me so long to get to the point where I thought of just asking, could he handle X, Y, Z? And that's probably a longer rambly example, but I'm hoping that you get the point of how this can sometimes happen and show up. That maybe if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with all the stuff that's on your plate, there's things that you need and want to get done. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to ask for some help. And I know that this doesn't necessarily come naturally for you, just like it doesn't for me, and that you don't want to appear to not be coping or being superwoman or whoever. But actually, what I am increasingly realizing is that asking for help isn't a sign of weakness or failure. It's actually a good thing. And it's not just good for you to do it. It's good for whoever gets to help you. Because in some ways, me running with everything meant that Mick wasn't as involved or as invested or connected with these things that were happening that are quite significant in our life. And if you think about it, if you've ever thought about how nice it feels when you know that you're helping someone, you're helping them out in some way, or that somehow their day or their life is somehow easier or better because of something that you've been able to do for them or or with them. Have you ever thought about how nice that feels for you? That's part of the buzz of busy that you probably like. That's certainly something that I realized. Well, you asking someone for help in some way allows that someone to feel that way that you like feeling. You asking for help also doesn't mean that you're just dumping something onto someone. It could be someone helping you by doing something with you instead of you struggling to try and do it on your own, which is also a great thing because when you get to do something with people, it builds your relationships and that sense of connection, which has been proven in a lot of research to contribute to your overall well-being and help people to live longer and happier lives. When they've done studies of the different villages and places where people tend to live long lives and to be quite healthy into their um, older age, one of the consistent things that they have discovered is that those people have quality relationships and a sense of connection with people in their lives. And that's one of the things that sort of, I guess, came up in the last couple of days is part of what we've been doing is helping a friend of ours who bought a house uh, and he bought it and it's pretty run down and he bought it with the plan to renovate over time and our friends came up with the idea of us having a bit of a friend's working bee if you like to just get in and smash out the painting and that we'd be able to get a whole lot done a whole lot faster if there was a few of us helping out and even though we've dedicated a couple of days where we've just been in and painting and cleaning and prepping and all that sort of stuff. And sure, there's other things that we could have done with that time to enjoy having some time off. It actually felt really good. It felt good to be doing it with friends. It felt good to be helping someone out in, in some way. And so I think that's just another example of how when you help people out, it bonds you. 
because you trying to figure out something all on your own or doing it all on your own can be really exhausting. And even though you're intention is potentially for efficiency and it's just easier for you to just struggle through or get it done yourself going it alone actually can lead to burnout and I think a sense of isolation and burnout is no fun trust me I've been there and I just want to acknowledge again that I totally get that this is probably unfamiliar but you getting better at asking for help, I've decided, is a muscle that is worth building. So my suggestion for you, as it has been for me recently, is no matter what is going on for you, what all the things are that are on your plate, there is almost definitely something that you could benefit from asking for help with. And maybe it's a time, it's an opportunity for you to allow yourself to ask for help and to allow someone to give it. So that's the question I'll leave you with. What could you ask for help with this week in any aspect of your life? And if it's not something that you do a lot of and you want to have a goal of building the muscle, then maybe you set yourself a goal of asking for help in a couple of different areas of your life, just little things or big things. What could you ask for help with this week to help you get unstuck? With that question, I will leave you and go and hang out with my friends. And I really hope that you have a great week being open to asking for and receiving help this week. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to The Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.